This is a Culture Inject production. Welcome back, folks. We're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Part of Us, an Invoke fan cast. We are back for season two. But before we dig into all the all the latest things we got to know in the time that has uh, uh, spanned between our last episode and now, um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Invoke Craze and on Twitter at Part of Us Fancast. If you have ideas, interview requests, comments, questions, please email them to us at partofusevf at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. So, what have you guys been up to since we broke for our hiatus? I was gonna say you go first, JP. Well, nothing much. Uh, I celebrated a birthday over the the week. Happy belated birthday! birthday. You are Taurus. Happy (laughs) belated birthday. Thank you. And um, somebody had a good time, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I had a wonderful time. A wonderful birthday. Um. Yeah, so I've just been, um, you know, chilling. There's been a lot of invoke news over our hiatus, which is crazy, because as soon as we take time off, there's, you know, a lot of invoke <laughs> out there in the stratosphere. Well, I uh, quit my job. Oh, what? So, congratulations to me. Yay! Yay. <laughs> no stress in your life, baby. I have to. I have to say, sayonara to them hoes. <laughs> that was stress. That was stressing me out. So, I sent a very nice company email, <laughs> and I. A name people, uh, and I gave per per my father. I gave a list of all the reasons why I was leaving the company. Um, I pressed send, <laughs> left my key on the desk, and I and I depart and I departed. <laughs> oh my God, guns so, are blazing! No exit interview. Okay. Yeah, no exit interview. It's, 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 it's a done deal. So now I'm just like I'm just uh, you know here uh, and and putting all my energy into my career so yeah that's what i've been up to go ahead on yes i've just been you know um nothing really exciting just been trying to move i feel like kim richards trying to move into a home but there's all these issues with contractors and it's been taking forever so that's the main thing that's been going on with me what (laughs) i'm trying to focus but what is jp laughing at wait no you said kim richards from beverly Beverly no it is so funny because i just started binging real housewives of beverly hills from season one and Kim is a hot ass mess. So that is funny. Well, that's wow. me right now. I'm a hot mess right now. But I'm always here for E D. Well, good luck to you on on uh you know the process. I know it can be mm-hmm. stressful, child. Yeah. Thank you. And Josh. Um, what has been going on? Um, oh, I had a birthday as well in April. So like that was a moment. Thank you, thank you. And then your boy got COVID, which was not fun. So, um, 
Yeah, thank God for vaccines and boosters over here because it was Period. it was awful, but like I didn't die, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, be happy about that. Um, and exactly. low key, like I don't know about y'all, but like in DC in particular, like everybody has COVID again. Like I just know so many people who have COVID. It's oh kind of ridiculous. So <laughs> be safe. Yes. So, better. Yes, that is so crazy because I was in DC over the weekend and like I'm normally like I wear my mask everywhere. I'm very like cautious, but my birthday weekend I was just maskless and free all weekend. <laughs> and <laughs> baby, where is your rapid test? And listen, no, like you know, I got back on Sunday, so it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So four days later, I'm feeling I'm feeling fine. Um, but yeah, I got a little bit too free this weekend in DC and, um, reality hit me when I got home <laughs> that I was in bars and clubs and gallivanting throughout another the bar, city. Another club, another Ma- bar, another <laughs> club, 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 bus, <laughs> tour, um, cab, Uber, um, <laughs> Nellie's, um, brick sticks. Yeah. I was just everywhere. I was like, Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, but thankfully I'm I'm still here, so I'm feeling good. But I immediately got home and you know I took my supplements. I ate my ginger root. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I am uh, triple vaxxed, so hopefully um, you know yes. I'll be all right. Yes. And now yes. the Pearson foursome is back. Yes. Here we are. Yes. Yes. and so we're back but the girls have been back too they've just been in the news and on tv uh in vogue of course that's what i'm talking about in vogue was on the mass singer and they performed good as hell by lizzo I say a little prayer. I'm guessing it was the Aretha version mixed up with a little of the Dion mm-hmm. one and leave the door open by Silk Sonic before being mm. eliminated. And I am so upset about that. I'm still, I knew it was going to happen. That's why I didn't want to watch. I mean, I don't watch The Masked Singer um, because I remember the first season, it was like T-Pain beat Gladys Knight. She came in third to mm-hmm. T-Pain, Donny Osmond, and yeah, and I remember even like Latoya Jackson almost did as good as Gladys Knight. And I'm like, what is this show? Tony Braxton went like went like I think she got knocked out on the first song. Like Tony the I Braxton. This, I think she made it. I think she got through the first time. I think it was the second time, the second song. Because you know? then she do say so by Doja Cat. And yes. was that all? <laughs> Yes, I think oh. so. And I have to go back and look at those clips, but it's like, I don't want to, like, you know, it's, we're bubbly and lively, but I just would say that, like, if you're a black legend, do not go on that show. Stephanie Mills, please don't go on there. Uh, oh, I love got, Stephanie Mills. Oh, right, I'm just saying, like, Patty. anybody who's alive, because they, they got Shaka, they got Dion, they got Patty, they got... They had Jennifer Holiday on there. Jennifer this Holiday. Oh, Jennifer was doing her good singing. Yeah. So, any- but see, the problem is, it's about your song choice. You have to pick good songs. Like, why in Vogue would pick "Leave the Door Open"? You're singing a song by two men. You're three women. Where, like, if you were gonna pull out the old school medley, this was the time to do it. Like, they sing that damn old school medley. <laughs> Bad girls, toot toot, beep beep, Shaka Khan, tell me something good. They do that every show. 
This was the time where you pull out those those female old school hits. Like, what were you doing? Like, I was so... Like, I watched The Masked Singer off and on because I work from home and, you know, I work late. So on, like, Wednesday nights or whatever... You know, I'm you know I'm flipping through the channel, so I'll I'll tune in to Mass Singer because you know just nothing else on, and so I watched it off and on. And the people that do well are the ones who pick the good songs, so they come out singing tenor on "Leave the Door Open." I'm like, what are you doing? Like I, I don't. I was so mystified because in my head I was like, oh yeah, this is the finals. Like I know they're gonna do some emotions, best of my love. I know they're gonna do a little shocker. I'm, I'm thinking they're gonna give us a old school diva, something we can feel, and they're giving us Silk Sonic. I, I'm perplexed to this day. They gave us a plethora of of song choices. And um, so, you know, together we sort of kind of went through a few. Um, there were some songs, other songs that we really liked, like, um, and we actually recorded it just in case we went on further in the show. Uh, the Pat Benatar, um, Love's, Love's a Battlefield. And then what song you wanted to do? The Camille, Camille, Camille Cabello, Don't Cabello. Go Yet. Yeah. So real festive, fun stuff. But um, yeah, we sort of picked the songs together, us in production. It almost it almost makes me wonder because I know on a, a lot of these competition shows that the the producers or the music producers they choose the songs for contestants to sing, but because this is a competition with legends and established musicians, I'm like, do they have a say so in it? Because I agree that um, "Leave It or Open" is not a good song. It's a great I, I song if have, you're a man. Right. I would have chosen it for them to sing. Right. Even like good as hell, I it, it was it was fun to kind of hear them sing like a a, a movie. Yes. Cindy did that. He did that. She did. She did. But I feel like Leave It or Open was probably not the best choice for them to sing. Um but and and I thought they got eliminated. I was like, wait, really? But I knew, they were, I knew it was going to happen because the whoever the other guy was, I, I, I assume he was like a white dude from Cheyenne a boy Jackson. Band. I don't know who that is, but he he's an like, actor. Okay. He's an actor. He was but on like American it, Horror Story, and he's a Broadway guy. He was guy. singing his ass off. Like I, when I, I was watching, I was like, oh he, oh he got it. I knew, like it wasn't close. It just wasn't even a close call to me. Part of me felt like because of like politics with the industry i was like maybe they just had a contract to do this many episodes because they got to get prepared for the tour you know what i mean i mean if they if like if they went all the way would it have been a conflict of interest to like tour and do the show so like maybe we're just kind of like we'll go on here as a way to promote us on the tour etc etc we'll be on a couple episodes and then we'll leave you know because i just don't think that it may it it doesn't make sense to eliminate it, it didn't make sense to me. So, I, so that's what I tell myself because that's what makes sense to me. <laughs> I wish it like I don't. I, th- I think it. In all honesty, I think it was there. They were trying to uh, do kind of what Good as Hell was was giving, which was like let's let's do a really contemporary, current, like top forty hit, like right, right now, and. 
it could have it could have just been another one. It didn't sound bad. It just wasn't like the right. most. It didn't build in a way like that. I think it, it builds when it's a, a male voice, and so I don't know. It just it's, then, right. it's different. And then maybe and then maybe that was probably like a way for us to not really figure out it was. A, I mean, obviously as Darker fans, we know their voices. You, I know Rona. <laughs> I know Terry. And so so, but I feel like for other people that haven't heard them in a while. Maybe it's a way to confuse them because they're singing more current songs, which is not what we're used to hearing from them. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I, yeah, I, I, it was great to see them, though. It was great to see. I was like, this is awesome. This is an awesome thing for them. Especially, you, I, y'all remember when they did um, Don't Forget the Lyrics? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, yes. So, so I remember, so that was cute for them, especially like because they had reunited or whatever. So I'm like, this is like a great. This is like similar, but but better because it's like it has a better production value. Right. There's choreography and a and a band. It's rehearsed. So it's it you was, know. It, exactly. <laughs> it was it was very it was it was a very it was a good look. But I have a question. What was the point of all the multiple snakes? And I was just like, what's ha-? like that was so confusing. Well, so to me. like the 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 reason there were the snakes is because it's because they try to embed the clues even in the performance so i feel like they were trying to like allude to the number of members that there's been without like right they were also because they never i don't know that they've done groups before and so that was really wild to me because usually mass singer is one singer and so the idea that they brought in so when when i heard cindy's voice i was like is Cindy doing this by herself? Because, like, this show only does one by one. And so I thought it was interesting that they started rotating out, like, with each song a different lead. And then I was like, oh, okay, there's other things happening here. So the other three fake snakes that weren't singing are just a clue into the number of other members that no longer in the group. Right. Uh, well, I thought, I thought it was a way to, like, um, confuse the audience and the judges as far as like oh well well what group is it because like this group has four members this group has three or this group has five or you know what right. i mean as a kind of way like well because i feel like if you if it's three that narrows down the possibility so which is a kind of way to kind of kind of keep your keep you guessing so it's just like okay is it four or five six well that could be a number of girl groups who would it be at least that, that was my logic for it well i'm the cynical one so i would say that i don't think there was anything that they really could have done to win like that i say little prayer performance was brilliant i didn't carefully leave the door yes. open even though like because it's like with I said Little Prayer, the harmonies were so prominent and then they did that acapella. With Leave the Door Open, it's like you really have to like listen for the intricacies and that's not what you want to do in a singing competition. But like going through the list of the people who've been eliminated, I'm like, I don't think they would do that if like Barbara Streisand or Bette Miller was on the show. Like how does Patti LaBelle, how does it go out tonight? How do you lose a singing competition? It's like, I, I just... I don't like the show because it's like on one half it's like a joke because you have like Christy Alley and she even said when she got eliminated you know this is like a a circus I've never been a part of a circus so you have some people like taking it as a joke and then you have like these legends <laughs> losing a singing competition that just bothers me wait and, was Patty LaBelle up there I knew Gladys uh-huh. was but Patty was up there and Shaka Khan and they all lost and Shaka and Gladys but wow but um, I do know that last season Ruth Pointer was on and Anita was supposed to be on with her 
But Anita, Anita's had some health issues, so she couldn't do it. Oh, so I didn't Ruth, know that. Yeah, Ruth did it by herself, and she got pretty far. Like, she got, she did, you know, a couple of songs. Um, but yeah, she she ended up getting eliminated. She did, um, she did Bruno Mars, too. She did Finesse. He Gladys oh, Knight wow. did Locked Out of Heaven. I, I remember that. Like, I don't really watch it. Like, I, I've been watching clips just because In Vogue was on it. But the reason why I, I never could watch it was because how does Gladys Knight finish third? Like, that would just bother me. And to me, like, they looked sad when they lost. Like, they didn't look <laughs> happy. Like, I mean, I... No one's mm. gonna look happy that they lost, but I'm just saying, like they sing. Even Jennifer Holiday, like I saw her elimination. Like you're a singer, that's what you do. No one wants to get eliminated for what they are famous for and known for. Like that's your talent. And then Tiana Taylor is the winner. But Tiana picked good, so I think honestly, like I watched Tiana. I mean, um, Jennifer Holiday. So she did Taylor Dane. Tell it to my heart, and I think she was saved. I can't remember remember the song she got eliminated for, but I was like, that's not a good song choice. I I think it's just about the entertainment value of it to me. It's also because uh, Candy I, Burris won, and listen, I love Candy, right. but I love <laughs> Candy Burris. Shout out to Escape, you know, I, you know, and I think Candy is great. But we all know Candy is not, you know, Every the greatest vocalist. But <laughs> but Candy <laughs> picked songs that really allowed her to perform and shine. Like she did the um You Make Me Wanna Shout, Asley Brothers. Like that is just a crowd moving you know, like audience participation type of record. I think you got to pick those songs that are going to like work for you and get the crowds, you know, the crowd um, on your yeah. side. They definitely should have did Best of My Love. Yes, like I just knew yeah. in my head Best of My Love was going to be their song. Like I knew yeah. it. I was just waiting for the note. I was like, Terry's going to come out show. and give us... <laughs> It doesn't it's take much to make show. me happy. It's a weird they, show. It, it would have been great if they did Survivor by Desi's Child. That would have been yes. great. Yes. Anything. Cindy would have told that. Anything. Up. Not, they could have like by the Bee Gees. Or like it could, yes. they could have, there were, yeah, I can just imagine, I think this goes to my dream that they do like a covers album. <laughs> but like, I just think that there's so many songs, but I just, I, we, I just want to go back really, really quickly to, I say a little prayer because Rona was cutting up was. on that song when they got to that middle to last part and she was allowed to ad lib it and she was kind of going and doing her own thing. I was like, she is taking her moment and I am so happy because she's, she's, she's just got it. She's just got it. I just loved it so much. She really like Rona just, yeah, Rona is a star. Like, She's just a star. And I was like, homegirl. Well, because one, I was like, I think that's in vogue. Um, so I was like, that is Cindy. I was like, that is Cindy. I think it's Cindy. Um, but then once Rona came in, I was like, oh, that's in vogue for sure. Because I'm like, her voice is so distinct. And Mama was giving us uh, some some good vocals. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to in vogue for Mass Singer. Like, I, it was such a good look. It's a good sure. look. It's a, even, even if it was, <laughs> even if it's rigged, even if it's like, uh, it doesn't make sense how they make their choices because it's like studio audience and judges who do it. Like, it's not like America right. voted on it, like, because this is pre recorded. Like, it's months, ahead, I think months in advance. Um, right. But, like, regardless, it's like a primetime visibility that 
I think they deserve. Like, it's a popular show. So, like, it's nice that people either were reminded of how good they are or, like, younger people were, like, introduced potentially because it's a family show. So, like, it's it's good for the brand. Josh is always going to end on a positive note. I love that. <laughs> always. Always, always. Well, on to some other news that's interesting. Um, Last month, we learned via the blast that Cindy actually filed for divorce uh, from her husband of 29 years, Glenn Braggs. The reason cited was um, irreconcilable differences. So, I mean, we don't really be going too deep into the personal lives like that. And we certainly don't like... You know, we're not really privy to the way that the ways that in vogue lives their lives because they don't do like normal celebrities do, which is like it's all on Instagram all the time. So it's kind of weird that we know this information, to be quite honest. I didn't expect it to be news news, but um, I don't know. Divorce is tough, especially 29 years. But I, I was saying, I think Cindy about to have her hot girl summer. So um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I think so, too. Well, it made the news. I mean, I saw articles about it, which is so weird to me because it's like anytime they're doing something like career wise, you know, you look at a message board and there might not be any comments because, you know, like I'll try to start the thread. But with that, like there was all kind of comments and people were very supportive. But, you know, like people had done slew of things because people I feel like are more concerned with celebrities' personal lives now. And somebody was like back last Valentine's Day on Instagram, she posted something about like, sometimes like the most important love is self-love or something like that so you know people were mm-hmm. finding clues because people love people's personal lives mm-hmm. i didn't see that let me go dig in i don't think we'll see cindy having a hot girl summer well she'll have a warm woman <laughs> summer okay <laughs> but like even the video she's posting i just see i see a little bit more personality popping out than i'm used to because i think she's usually so put together and like that's what we kind of love about them was that how poised they were and how like you know but and how like even in interviews it's very but like these like behind the scenes clips we're seeing like while they're on tour i'm just feeling like we're getting a little bit more fun um, even if it's just a little bit more, I just appreciate it. I was sad though. Yeah, divorce is not, it's not fun at all. You know, and especially like, you know, cause their children are older, you know, so like they obviously have, will probably have more of an opinion and, and a thought behind it cause their parents have been together for this long, whatever. 29 years is a long That's time. That's a long time. <laughs> That's a long time, you know, so irreconcilable differences is, you know, I I was talking to a friend of mine, it's kind of like, you know, people, I got into a debate with my friend because he was saying, you know, like, if I marry you, 
you know, things need to be the same for the rest of our lives. And I'm like, well, no, it's like, as humans, like you still evolve and you still change and you grow. So sometimes, you know, you have to relearn people. So I feel like, you know, as as you get older, sometimes you just, you, you start to want different things. You start to figure out, well, what do I, what, what's next for me? And sometimes it just don't mesh with, (laughs) sometimes it just don't mesh with. So whatever that means, you know, I wish them both the best, but mainly Cindy. No shade. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been like for years, like that was such a big part of like so many things because like she was pregnant a lot of times and she was always talking about her husband and there was the vibe cover, which he wasn't on, but like she was pregnant. So her being a wife and a mother was like, you know, a big, I guess, part of why a lot of things might have um, transpired the way that they did. Like I remember Don telling the story about her not wanting to sign the contract because her husband's pension could be a, you know, they could go after her husband's pension if anything happened. And I just interviews, like she was always talking about Glenn. So it's just like, wow, 29 years, 29 years. It's always sad, but I mm-hmm. wish her the best I as mean, well. at that point, I'm like, why can't she work out though? Like, right? that's a long time. Like at this point, we stuck together. I'm not starting from scratch. It's hard out here. Okay, okay. It is but you know, hard. You, you, you don't know Cindy. what I'm going through as a single Cindy. person in the world. No. It's hard. Okay, Cindy for me, I'm kind of like you fine. can go to the you can go to the second guest bedroom, but we ain't getting divorced. That's what okay. I'm <laughs> period. <laughs> period. You sleep uh-uh. downstairs. I'll sleep upstairs. It's but not ending. No, exactly. You, you can no, not over here in this household. You could go. <laughs> okay Josh you got options okay and I think C- Cindy is fine she gonna catch her a man I can feel it I can feel it in my spirit she, she is somebody Somebody gonna pull her for yep, sure for like sure Tina knows and she deserves like she'll probably find somebody better mm-hmm. maybe 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 she'll find her a Niger- maybe she'll maybe she'll find her a Nigerian like Portia <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this you got two you got two options either you gonna be with me or we gonna be together it's, it's one of those two <laughs> Okay. Right. Which one do you want? After 29 years, you're going to be with me or we're going to be together. That's that. (laughs) Those are your only options. Well, so the mixtape tour has finally come. And we are five shows. We are five shows down and there are 48 more to go. All right. Today's the big day. The first day of our first show here in Cincinnati. And I'm just, I think I'm ready. I got the makeup all out, the hair stuff, the jewelry, all of that stuff. And I think I'm ready. And back here, we've got a quick peek of wardrobe. We're so excited. All right. I'll let you know how it went. As of this recording, In Vogue's performed at seven of the 55 shows. Pictures and videos have been popping up online. And guess what? Their costume, there are costume changes and color. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Have you guys seen the clips? Have you or are you planning on attending the show? I'm waiting on my free press pass. In the, in I know that's right. <laughs> Hello. You know, I would be happy to come and give my opinion. I'm going I'm, next I'm week. I'm a fan. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you're going next week? I am. I'm yes. Going yes. At the crypto.com arena, formerly Staples. So 
I'm excited because I think when we talked about this, when it was first announced, I was saying that I hope that there were costume changes and some, I believe some of you guys didn't think there would be, but there are. And there's four of them. Um, Josh shared the set list with us, I think after opening night and they're only, they're not even doing that many songs, but there's four costume changes. So that is exciting for me. I'm excited to see it. Um, definitely not excited for new kids and the new kids fans. Um, I'm just not a nostalgia person, uh, besides in Vogue, really. So to see all those people in the t-shirts from the eighties and everything being retro, like I'm not, you know, that's just not my scene, but you know, I'll make it through. I'm a fan. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because like the it's stadiums, y'all. Like this is like a lot of people. Like, right. And it's the the shows are full, and so it's just like I don't know. It feels like a even though it's like sort of embedded inside of like new kids and their sort of it's their thing. It's just I don't know. It's nice to have. It's nice to see them on those size stages doing those kinds of venues and. And I love the costumes. Uh, I think it's kind of cool that they're doing like nods to their own personal like costumes of the past, but like re-inspired. So like you have the red dresses, but it's kind of flipped. You have the like black dresses and like they're flipped. You have the, you know, it's just like kind of cool. I think from a fan's perspective to see that. So what are y'all favorite costumes on this tour? Based on the pictures that we've seen. The red. It's the red for me. It's the red for Is me, that the too. the baby doll dress? I like the, the baby the, doll dresses, the col- multicolor. I do, too. I do, too. Yes. I love the baby doll dresses, too. The I will say the black and the capes are giving, like, a little churchy to me. Uh, but, like, that's the only one I'm not, like, 100% a fan of. But, like, it, they look good. They look good. But, JP, go ahead. Tell, tell, us, tell us your truth. <laughs> I just, I think in Vogue going on tour with New Kids on the Block is just, it doesn't make sense to me. They are not from the same era, in my opinion. Like, I, I looked at New Kids on the Block, like, their last album, like, the album they came out with in 1994 was, like, their worst-selling album. And in 94, in Vogue was in their prime. Like, it, this does not match to me. That's what it I doesn't, did. It doesn't fit. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. I think, you know, I mean, shout out to them. Get your check, get your bag. It is what it is. If you get an offer to do an arena tour, then, you know, you, you get your bag. But for me personally, I'm not excited. It's like, you know, okay. I would rather see them with, you know, SWV and Vogue. I mean, Escape, um, Brownstone, you know, Jeanne, um, Jade, I would just rather see the TLC. I would rather see them on tour with people that make more sense to me. Right. Um, you know, I mean, the costumes are cute. Shout out to them for changing clothes. Um, I'm, you know, we can't, you, well, we but... can't, we can't, we can't, no, 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 no. We, we can't, we, no, I won't say we, but some of us have talked about their clothes extensively on this podcast. And so they, <laughs> they finally changed the, their I outfits. Never minded so we have outfits. to give them was... a moment to, to, to praise them for the thing we've been saying for the, since the dawn right. of time. Well, shout out to them for changing clothes. Like I never minded the outfits because I mean, I understand what tour is. So it's like, you know, 
I don't know. I just, I mean, get your bag, ladies. I love it. But I just, I'm waiting for like the R&B girl groups from the 90s tour. I want to see TLC. I want to see En Vogue. I want to see SWV. And I want to see Escape. Like, to me, those are like the four top girl groups in the 90s. And the fact that we haven't, yep. the fact that we haven't gotten a tour from them is insane to me. Like, that's what I personally would love to see them doing, I would love to see them doing big press and something for the culture. I mean, in Vogue is a, you know, four black, you know, they started as four black women, um, you know, killing the airwaves in the early nineties. And I feel like that's their thing. New kids on the block fans don't give a damn about in Vogue. I mean, you know, I know their music is, you know, universal and it touches, you know, the lives of many. But, I mean, honestly, the new kids on the block fans want to see those white boys do what they do. And to me, that's what I feel I'm like, saying. you know, I feel like the Beastie Boys or, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know who else is out of that. Who, who else matches that, you know, that period. But to me, in Vogue, it's just not. It does not make sense. But again, get your money, get your bag. Ladies got bills. Cindy is single. So, you know, I'm not mad. You know, Rona is, you know, trying to plan a wedding. So I'm sure she needs her money. I don't know what her man does, but I just know this is not the tour that I want to see when I go to an arena to see in Vogue. I I feel you. And uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of times, the fun part of going to a concert is the audience and you know um, right singing along knowing the choreography knowing the lyrics yeah and and then too just like you know like the people like okay like you said for it's for the culture like our cultures are going to be very different when i see all those people in like new kids t-shirts and like i said it's going to be it's like all about nostalgia and i feel like the acts you named even though they are uh I guess a nostalgia acts now, they're still very viable and they just had good music, you know, it's, they could do something with it. But with the new kids, I feel like they were never really that talented. And, and you know, I love Jordan Knight, right. give it to you. Like, I love that song, but it's like seeing the clips of them, like, I honestly, if my life depended on it, I could not name a new kids on the block song. I would be killed. Only oh, the only thing. What's the name of that song? Oh, the right stuff. Is that it, or is that Vanessa Williams? No, they're both the right stuff. Okay, so I do know the right stuff. But what I do know is Jordan Knight. I'm gonna give it to you because Jimmy. I think Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis produced that, so I do know that song. But like, so I guess my thing is like, it can be a both and, right? Like, I think that like, we can have, they like, this can happen. And then hopefully the next opportunity looks a little bit more like, this ain't the only tour that's got to happen, right? right? And so like the summer, this is a summer thing. It's, it's a bunch of shows. I think it like reiterates value to the important people, I think. And so it'll be easier the next go around to make a case for another tour with another set of folks. But like, I, I don't know. I think we're kind of seeing that miss that that sort of mix matched thing a lot because I remember I think it was before the pandemic, TLC was on a tour with like Nelly and Flo Rida. Like it was a whole summer tour. <laughs> but that which makes they, more they sense to involve. That don't make no damn sense. That don't make no damn sense. But at least it's like urban music. Like okay, 
TLC was on their way out by 99, 2000. All right, But here's the thing, though. It's, it's not like this tour is about pop music. Like, it's a pop music tour. And in Vogue... We're not getting we're not getting the R and B stuff on the on this tour. We are getting the pop hits, and that so it makes yeah. sense along these other folks who are also given the pop hits. Now, New Kids is given the deep cuts for whatever reason, but like Salt and Pepper, Rick Astley, and Invogue are there to provide their three to four songs, right. <laughs> and then they get to go home and get on the tour bus and get, collect their check. And I think that's that's good. It's it's smart business. So what I will say is like, you know, just singing in LA, I do, um, I'm hired to do like a lot of like birthday parties and company parties. Da, 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 da. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Them, 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 um, you, uh, uh, them, them, them white people, <laughs> they love, they love uh, some, some blacks. They love some soul. Like they do. So like you can give them like a, a Britney Spears and then like an sync or like a, you know, an Elvis Presley. But then you turn on like some, a, a, a hit from a black artist, they lose their minds. I promise you when I, we, we do like Christmas shows sometimes. We sing Earth, Wind, and Fire Celebrate. When I tell you, when I tell you, them, them, them crowds in those really affluent suburban areas, they go crazy. So I guarantee you, New Kids on a Block, their fans want to leave that stage and then they hear like a what's it gonna be like that i'm sure that they, they sing along they, are, they lose they in their minds in them little clips for, that for, sure, for sure so it so it doesn't make sense i would have never put salt and pepper and rick astley on the same tour that just this is about visibility and it's, and it's about a check that's all that matters we want our girls to be on big stages and our girls on big stages yep yeah i i agree I co-signed that. We wanted them on big stages, big stages. And and Rona and and Rona's red outfit is my favorite. I it think is. She's serving what with that little uh arm detail. Yes. Yeah, Rona's outfit is amazing. That's what That's I'll like be amazing. there for the lovely gowns. We have to talk about Maxine getting that uh human rights campaign award and the ladies congratulating her and Don uh wiping her uh Instagram. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about that then. Who who want to take that? Take that, Matan. Yeah, leave that because I can't see Dawn's Instagram because she has banned me. <laughs> she has <laughs> she has banned me from any. She, what's that thing on Instagram where they be like, do you want to block this user and any new usernames that they may create? I'm like, Dawn, <laughs> how dare you? Like, girl, I'm the only one that is supporting. Oh, you can't you. even see her from your burner account. Not even y'all. from my burner account. <laughs> I am sick of it. I'm like, I don't have time to be creating. I got, I got a main account on the burner. I'm not creating anymore. So, you know, Dawn, like, I'm trying to ride for you, girl. That They've been on Evoke Craze, shading you, talking about well, how long does it take to write a book? <laughs> and like, how long does it take, though? I'd be trying to ride for you, Don. So if you Matthew give me, be showing out. <laughs> if you give me access, I can I can have your back. So just hit me up, please. I'm I'm trying to help you. Okay, so Don has removed all of her current Instagram posts all the way back until 2019. So there's nothing from 2019. Uh, there's nothing since 2019 that's been posted except maybe a couple of pictures of the 
original four, which are, are of course old. So all of the COVID ranting, all the things about the mask, all of those um, YouTube tour interviews uh, and posts, those aren't there anymore. So is she having a change of heart? What do you guys think? I think that I'm getting tired of Dawn. Um, <laughs> not, not, um, paying respect to the current lineup of In Vogue. I feel like at some point you're going to have to stop being shady and just accept the fact that Rona is here and she's been here and she's going to continue to be here, baby. Like, it's really weird, like, when like when that happens. Because I'm like, oh, she's posting a whole bunch of old photos. Like, oh, this is us in Paris. This is here. It's like, okay, girl. All right. But but what are they doing now? Congratulations to the girls. No. For being on this big tour, like no. why, why, why can't, why can't that be a thing? Like because why can't why Maxine not? doesn't do that? Why would Dawn? Well, Maxine why would did they? say Evie forever. I think she gets that, uh, you know, like the legacy is going to continue. And then too, like you have to remember, like there, I don't think there's any bad blood between Dawn and Mac. I'm, I'm sorry, Dawn. I'm, it's I'm not sorry, Maxine and Rona. Like they toured together for years. Um, whatever exactly. she, she knows yeah, her. whatever she thinks, you know, she has not expressed it in a disrespectful way. Whereas Dawn, it was just interview after interview after interview. You're slamming someone for no reason. And it's just like, I don't want to work. Like I'd rather be living in my mom's apartment that she's renting using her EBT and, you know, catching the bus than working with you know, someone who I don't really know, but I really don't have any beef with. Like, you really are going to miss out on checks just because Rona is there. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, you'd rather be broke than just say, okay, I can sing with her. Like, what's the beef? So... Because y'all know, y'all know this mixtape tour, not to bring it back there, but y'all know that the, the check is good. It's a good check. I, I, could, I, I don't even need to see the numbers. I know it's a good check. Cause it's, look at how many dates they got. And so I just feel, I just, I agree, Matan. I'm like, what, like, how are you missing checks? Like, these are easy checks. And when you're broke. <laughs> now mm. I agree with that, but, you know, Dawn is an independent woman and she does not <laughs> compromise. She's uncompromising. She's unwavering in her belief. Yeah, Donna's an independent woman with 10,000 followers. How sad. Y'all not going to come for um, Ms. Robinson. I just, I won't have it. Says the one person who's blocked by her. (laughs) Not on my watch. Okay. Says the one of us who's blocked by her. There are TikTok dancers with more followers than her. She should she should be more visible than this. She is putting her efforts into her book. She's busy now. It takes time. It ain't no book. It takes time to write a book. Okay. <laughs> ain't Y'all no not book. Come book ain't coming out. It takes time. She has to. She has to remember everything that happened. She has to go through things. It's a process. Rona's book is coming out. It's gonna be. There's gonna be an audio book and physical copy okay. with paper and we can, hard we cover. Can, <laughs> you can pre-order it right now. But well, Maxine does have, uh, and it already came up. She was honored with the Human Rights Campaign Award. I don't know the name of the actual award, but it's the organizer was the Human Rights Campaign, which if you know anything about the Human Rights Campaign, they fight for equity and equality and justice for all. I think mainly though, the LGBT community. Maxine is an ally. She's always been an ally. I even remember in the Born to Sing um, 
to thank you. She mentioned like the queens of the leaky roof circuit. So I'm guessing those are probably drag queens. If I can use that term, I know people, uh, you know, they get mad when you say drag queens. But uh, so I just feel like she's just always been just full of love. And of course, she's going to want everyone to be treated the same, be treated with dignity. So I'm happy that she won that award. Aren't you all? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. I love her performance, watching her perform Free Your Mind with the Queens. She still sounds good. I was like, yes. And that is what info, that's what they're missing for me. But another, another day, another time. I will say, and I also loved, um, you know, in her video messages, the people congratulating her. I love the fact that Cindy and Terry took time to give her a congratulatory message as well. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. Cindy here and Terry. And we want to say to our girl, Maxine Jones, congratulations for your Ally for Equity Award. Congratulations, Max. And we also want to send a big thank you to the Human Rights Campaign just for continuing your amazing work and encouraging the world to continue to free their minds. Enjoy the evening, Max. And then I love the fact that she posted it twice. You know, so you know, I was like, "That's a good look." So she can be like, "Just so, just so y'all know." And tag them. These are these are still my girls. <laughs> and tag them. When she reposted their video, uh, the caption it says, "I want to make sure you saw these. These were especially wonderful." So I feel like she's like highlighting, like, look at the love being exchanged between. You know, me and my ex-band members, you know, I feel like it speaks volumes to her being a class act and to say like, hey, you know, even though I'm not in the group right now, there's no bad blood, you know, so I I, I can appreciate Because she didn't have I to really post do. it. She didn't have to post she it. She did it. She did it. She literally she literally posted it in, in a slew of posts and then she posted it again to highlight, look at this, you know. And 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 uh, Terry and Cindy look like look like the cool aunties, like for real. <laughs> I love it with with Terry and her little her little puff balls. They I thought like it was cool so aunties. cute. It made me smile. I was like, "This is so mm-hmm. adorable!" Like mm-hmm. because yeah, even if it wasn't like we don't know all the the behind the scenes, but it was just a lovely gesture. Even if it's just mm-hmm. a gesture in isolation, it's not. Even if it's not tied to rekindle, because like, you know, and people in the comments were like, "Oh." are we going to get a new and like it's like let's just appreciate it for what it is a really beautiful gesture yeah and and Max looked freaking amazing like this whole like this little a little sheer gown mm-hmm. with her little midriff showing I'm like you better you better come on getting her groove back how Maxine got her groove back looking golden I, I, I she definitely looked beautiful it was a nice moment and you know just seeing someone being honored individually that's always nice too it's you know because all of the women are individuals. So we, you know, I mean, we see some of the work that she's doing, but we don't know all of the work that she's doing. And she's always the one that I always wanted to know more about. So it's just nice, like seeing her, how she gets down where she is. And she's really about community. She's about love. She's about equality. So I'm, I'm very happy for her. And I'm happy that, you know, it's, they can be grown women and say, you know, we have all of this stuff that happened in the past, but we're still your girls. Congratulations. Right, JP? Exactly. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh- <laughs> no, I think I think the video for Cindy and Terry was 
It was very nice. It was a lovely gesture. And I hope that, I think I said this, you know, last season. To me, the foursome that I would like to see the most would be with Max, Sydney, and Terry, and Rona. So I hope that, you know, um, hearts are mended and, you know, doors are opened. And, um, you know, I hope they can just find their way back to each other in a natural way. So we are going to introduce a new segment to the podcast. At the end of each episode, we'll revisit one rare or unreleased in Vogue track. And so for this episode, we are actually going to take a uh, a walk down memory lane and listen to It's About Love. Produced by Ivan Mateus and uh, Andrea Martin, the legend. Um, included as the B-side to the CD single for whatever. And includes all four original members. So, what do you all think about this one? Um, Ivan Mateus is, the, like, I think the person I want to interview the most on this show. Um, probably more than the ladies. Because he's got that exclusive tea from that, like, 1995, 96 you know, recording of the EV3 album. So he's the person I want to invoke the mo- um, interview the most. As far as this song, I don't like it, but, you know, God bless. I love the song. Mm. Okay. It, I am, I, I think as I've gotten older, I think, well, even when I was younger, I still liked the song because of the lyrics and because of the stories that were told, but that's what it really is for me. Um, it's the stories, particularly I love Cindy's verse about the girl who's um, cries from daddy's touch and the soldier at war for me and you, but he stands in line begging for food. Like, I love that line. Like, they're just certain lyrics. It's almost kind of Bernie Toppin-esque. Like, um, I think of Private Dancer when he's like, Jesus freaks out in the streets, handing tickets out for God. Like, it's just the image, the imagery in the story all kind of adding up. So I love it. Um, and I wish that maybe not production wise, cause I get what JP is saying, maybe not as far as like the production and the instrumentation. Um, but as far as them writing and being more introspective and kind of maturing, I wish that would have carried over into the Masterpiece Theater album because they all have a writing credit, Cindy, Terry, Maxine, and Don, as well as Ivan Mateus. Um, so like, I would like to have seen them really grow as songwriters and, kind of mature and talk about more mature stuff because they have the, the capabilities to do it. But I love it. I like the song as well. I'm not like crazy about it, but I do like it. It has like a nice little funky, smooth vibe to it. Um, but towards the end, I realized what the message of the song was. And I was just kind of like, this is a very weird vibe to have for like a song about you know love and unity i would because i was getting like a very r&b like in the club vibe you know very like tony 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 very like early 1990s like r&b so i was like oh this song is about it's like a, a inspirational song 
So that kind of threw me off at the end. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, although I, I did love uh, Terry's at Liz, but I was like, dang, this is such a smooth beat for her to be like Belton like this. It sucks that on the on the actual single art, it literally says not available on the LP. So I'm like, oh, so y'all literally had no intentions of putting this on the album. <laughs> so why release it then? But you know, that's funny. Too. We talked about that. I, I love, think it's because I love of the songwriting credit because Don has a writing credit, and that I think that would have complicated the royalties if it was on the album. Because every like, like I know her voice was still on there, but then if she was on the on ED3 as a writer, I don't think that... <laughs> still, oh, he was like, I'm like, we did. I am in... I'm, I love this song so much. It's it's my favorite. Like, I think it's my favorite, like, B-side or rarest, like, rare, one of my favorites, if not my favorite. And I think it's because, like, I love the story component that Matan was talking about. Like, it's, like, each verse kind of... Is it's not boring like lyrically to me, and so I really, I really like that. And then I just think they sound so good. I love a mid tempo groove. I just that's my favorite, and I love when they settle into it and don't have to work too hard for it. And so it just they all sound so good. Even yeah, Terry, Terry be going off a little bit on, and it's a little not as laid back as some of the other uh, ladies, but like it is very. Um, it's very mid-tempo groove, which I love. Uh, and I also really love, I love Cindy's verse also the best because like she, um, I think her voice lends itself really well to storytelling. Like it just has that, she has those interesting things she could, she does with her voice being so kind of high and sitting in some, a, a different kind of space. And she does these interesting, like this interesting run. Like I think we're used to people doing runs that go like down, but she like runs, runs up the scale up. a yeah, little bit. That's hard to do. And, it's hard to do. And I also just, when I heard it, I was like, oh, oh, bitch. Oh, <laughs> that got me excited a little bit. Cause it was just different for her, I think. Like, and I think it's because the song allows a little bit of room to play and it didn't feel overly produced that way. Like, I feel like, you know, uh, some of the, like the early stuff, I think we can, we, we know the producers had a lot of, a lot of sort of, um, hand in guiding how the vocals were like it just felt more it felt fine-tuned and this feels very kind of like let's just have a little fun on a song that maybe might not see the light of day (laughs) day. and so um that's why i kind of like it but um you know i do love a b-side i love a little i love i kind of miss that about um about music was you know you your singles you were going to get a b-side it wasn't just going to be a remix with like a the same vocal with a different beat or it was it, you know you got a new thing when you bought a single usually and so i kind of love that you buy know? it that it was like oh there's this song that's not on the album i have to buy it i have to buy it so i actually have that um single and plus the cover art <laughs> i love that cover art i wonder if there are any more photos from that session they look so cool well now that we are back for season two, we are also back to hear from all of our loyal listeners, and we are going to get into uh, a submitted letter. And this letter comes from Shane, and Shane says, hi, everyone. Congrats on the wrap up of the first season. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for the one hour plus of entertaining <laughs> EB conversation. 
Yes, we we yes. <laughs> sometimes two, sometimes two, sometimes two, true. <laughs> um, and here's to season two and many more. How amazing that you got to premiere the a thousand times remix, well deserved and an awesome achievement. And I really liked it, both the remix and the original. Thanks, benefactor. Yes, benefactor. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to our big papa. Um, regarding their song with new kids on the block. I too would have liked a bigger part, but it seems that singing female groups at least never get big parts when they collab. At least not Evie. They always get the backseat. Think what a man, what the fuss, and now this one. Anyway, I hope you enjoy your break. I'm looking forward to hearing from you all again. Shane. Now, Shane, thank you so much for your letter. And I will agree because I, I remember when, um, Stevie Wonder was like, Oh, what the fuss featuring in Vogue? And they were just on the chorus. I was like, how dare you waste their time? And they were in like one shot. Right. Like background singers. I thought that that was such a missed opportunity. Like he couldn't give them a verse or nothing, but yes. I I, I do agree. You know, it's kind of like in Vogue is known for vocals. In Vogue, it's for women. So it's like to be like, oh, come on in Vogue, be featured on the song, but just sing the hook. You know, that that's a thing for these new R&B girls. You know, like like Normani or something. You know? <laughs> Normani like, can't sing. What's she going to do? She can't. Exactly. She can't she dance can, She can only do it. She can sing. She can sing a chorus. No, but I think with Stevie, though... Stevie is used to having female groups back him, and I just think that was a Stevie thing, because if you if you think back to like Linda, um, what was it, Linda something, like um, she ended up going to the Supremes when like uh, Cindy Bird song left for a second. Susie, is it was it Sherry Payne, Susie Green, Susie Sherry, she came in. Jean Terrell. When, when Linda was there, it was Sherry, um. Mary, rest in peace, and Linda. She was only there for like, she was on Bad Weather. You know, the song that they did with Stevie Wonder. I'm going to have to go to Wikipedia. I don't know about a Linda. Yeah, Linda. I I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I went through a Supreme's deep dive, like, (laughs) over our break. I guess I should have mentioned that. (laughs) But (laughs) anyway, um, but he's had a couple of different groups that used to back him in the 70s, so I'm thinking maybe he felt like, oh, we can just get involved to back me on this song. Maybe that was what, you know, Stevie was thinking. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they, but they definitely needed more on Bring Back to Time, you know. Yeah, they um, did get short shrift because Rick Astley, um, I don't know, even though the new kids, like, I know it's their song, but it's like the part... I know the years go by, but there's nothing. Like, they could have gave one, at least one of us. I think it happens three times in the song. So all they get is, let's go team, let's go, and then ad-libs. And then I saw, like, a clip from the tour, and it's like, the new kids, of course, are lip-syncing, and, like, in both mics are on, so you can't even hear the ad-libs or anything. So I'm like, okay, well. Right, right. And, of course, I mean, they are doing the chorus. Like, those are obviously their voices on the chorus. Uh, but even still, I'm like, they're not glorified background singers, you know, so I just felt like they should have been, I agree that they should have been utilized better. I agree, Shane. I think, Shane, if you're the Shane, I think you are. I think I've seen you at an In Vogue event um, when they did, what was it called, Audience in Manhattan Beach. Was that you, Shane? Lucky Shane. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything that you said uh, regarding the collabs. 
And um, thank you for listening. And um, yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. I actually, I don't know the what the fuss video. I like the video. Yeah. Like we talked about they, that previously. I think we did. Yeah. We. But I think like they just were like Stevie Wonder's calling. Don't say no to Stevie Wonder, even if you just want to sit there. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't say. But no why to would Stevie he do Wonder. them like that though, Stevie? And who was it? Paul Hunter who directed the video because there's all this other stuff going on and all these dancers and. All these shots, like he could have mm. used them as any of the actors or actresses in the shots. I don't know what their schedule was, but like they were all the way in the back. And I feel like they need, like, yeah. they, there was probably like that five seconds or maybe four seconds where they did close ups of each girl so you knew who, or each woman so you knew who was who. Like, that, like, they do kind of, and I think that's my thing with the mass singer as well. It's like, I don't know, like, you guys are legends, like, demand mm-hmm. a little bit more and don't take everything that comes your way. Like, I'm not saying yeah. turn Stevie down, but, like, there's a story about Grace Jones, um, like, she was supposed to do one of the Bond films, because she was May Day previously, so one of the newer films, like, they offered her, like, a role, and she went to the set, and when she saw it, she was like, this is it, I'm not doing this, and she left, so, like, sometimes you gotta be like, um, no, like, I need more of a close-up. And I need two costume right. changes and I need to be in this frame. Like, I don't know, like demand a little bit more in my opinion. Right. And I, I mean, and I can kind of see ju- knowing what I know about Cindy and Terry. Um, I could, I can see them not wanting to get any bad press or there being like behind the scenes rumblings of like them being divas or having attitudes or like having confrontations or being disagreeable in certain aspects. You know, because people talk, makeup artists, stylists, they run their mouths and gossip and then they tell their friends. You know what I mean? So I can kind of see that. But I feel like it's because you guys are legends, it's okay to have a contract. It's It's okay to have, you know, certain stipulations to say, oh, we would love to be on a song, but, you know, we need to... To have like 30 percent more of, of some lead, like it's okay mm-hmm. to say that, you know. And granted, maybe they maybe they did. Who knows? I'm just saying. I think I I'm just saying. I'm disappointed that it, it wasn't like that. Um, and I wish that whoever their team was when they heard the concept idea, they should have been like, okay, well the song is great. It's a great song, but you need to give Cindy a verse. Mm-hmm. Period. And that's that. <laughs> so, and that's that. And that's that. Period. <laughs> Free your mind, and the rest will follow. <laughs> well, folks, that brings us to the end of this episode. Our jump back into season two. Um, so, thanks for listening. And you can make sure to stream part of us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Amazon Music, YouTube, and most of the other podcasting apps. Um, for more Invogue related content, find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Invogue Craze on, and on Twitter at Part of Us Fancast. If you have ideas, interview requests, comments, or questions, email them to us at partofusevf at gmail.com. And a reminder to our listeners to please, please, please email us any Invoke footage you may have, and we will add it to our YouTube archive. Um, shout out to the co-hosts. Uh, tell them where uh, where they can find you on the internet. So my Instagram handles have actually changed. Um, you can you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at written by champ. 
And I am still on TikTok, Champ Johnson, too, as well. Go, Champ. Well, I am your little dog, too, on YouTube, only on YouTube still. And I think um, I will give Invocrace some content, but I'm going to post some. So hopefully that should be up like ne- by next weekend of the, you know, the, what is it? The, the, the NKOTB show next next week. And you can find me at Everybody Loves JP, E-V-E-R-Y-B-T-Y, Loves JP. Everybody loves JP, but JP loves no one. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but you can find me on um, all the socials at Josh Jinx, J-E-N-K-S. And until next time. Bye. Bye. See you later. This episode of Part of Us at Invoke Fancast was researched, written, produced, and edited by Matthew at Culture Inject Productions. The intro and outro music was produced by Wolves and Vincent Tone. We're more than just a podcast. We're a fan community. You can keep up to date on Invoke and chat with other fans by visiting Invoke Craze on Facebook. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram at Invoke Craze and Twitter at Part of Us Fancast. Part of Us and Invoke Fancast is not endorsed by Invoke, E1 Music, or Invoke Records, and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Invoke and its names, images, and audio clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of the respective copyright holders. JP has no filter this this evening. We're gonna do a whole we're gonna do a whole episode where JP just has to tell us ten things he really likes. <laughs> right? <laughs> he can't say so anything say, he doesn't like. It is like. ten thirty nine. <laughs> In Virginia, okay. <laughs> I've been sipping on um, a a drink that is quite strong. Ooh, okay, there's a libation. There's and, a libation. Uh, you yes. know.